The Outlet. The Talk of Queenstown. Welcome to The Outlet. I'm your host, Brent Harbour. In this podcast, I talk to Suzanne Prentice, the Southland-based trustee of the Otago Southland Rescue Helicopter Trust, and Graham Gale, the Managing Director of Helicopters Otago Limited that delivers the rescue helicopter service. We chat about the helicopters' operations, how they cover such a huge region, and how the community is the key to keeping the service operating. For the latest local news, sport, information, and entertainment, download the Queenstown app. This is the outlet. Suzanne, Graham, welcome to the Outlet Podcast. Thank you. Afternoon, Brent. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Now, Suzanne, can you please provide an overview of the Otago Southland Rescue Helicopter Trust? What is its mission and purpose within the community? In a nutshell, Brent, really, as a trustee, the job that we have is really to promote the Otago Southland Rescue Helicopter to as many people as we can and really just relay the benefits to all of the people in our community that this crucial service provides and it's also to provide education I guess you could say around you know the ambulance side of it and the medical side of the rescue helicopter so there you go that's about our job. And Graham how frequently do the rescue helicopters respond to emergencies and can you please tell us some of the situations you handle on a daily basis? We respond roughly on average around about five or six missions a day given if we don't go out for a couple of days, we could do more. And some days we might do less, you know, so that's roughly what we average. But we can be going to everything and anything. We can be going from hospital transfers one minute to an offshore mission to a primary car accident to a medical event. So we never know until the page goes off exactly where we're going. We have no, nothing is pre-planned and, and everything is just within... As soon as the major goes off, it's usually the first we know about it. So, and the hospital transfers, we could do uh, mainly intensive care hospital transfers. So it's very high level sickness and, and medical events. And we also do the neonatal intensive care retrievals as well. Well, Suzanne, you can share more about your personal experience and, and what led you to need the assistance of the Otago Rescue Helicopter. <laughs> well, I think like all of us, I think we all lead busy lives. I've had a um, an absolutely normal day and I think I'd just got home from a meeting and I just started to get a bit of a sore neck so I, I said to my husband Steve I said look can you just press on my neck a bit and let's just see what happened and I no sooner you know put my head down than I was on the floor the pain I think of a heart attack is, is something that you really can't explain to people and a heart attack is different for everybody I was certainly very lucky so I Went into hospital, obviously, and um, and went into cardiac arrest. And uh, and the next thing I know is that uh, the run the helicopter service, which until then I'd never really thought about. I was very very thankful that, that you know they were there for me. And the thing is, with with any medical event like that, you know, and for the ones where the a life is is at risk, it could be your wife, your husband, your children, your baby. You just don't know when you're going to need them. So it's, it was an amazing service and I was very, very thankful and I think very lucky that they were there for me. And I read that you sort of woke up and thought, I'm in a helicopter and you worried a bit about that as well. Yeah, no, I wasn't so keen. I hadn't been in a helicopter before. <laughs> it wasn't the thing I thought I'd ever, ever ride in one. But no, look, they're an amazing machine and I, I, you know, I can't speak highly enough 
of the competency and of the machinery and the life-saving uh, equipment that they've got inside the helicopters. Just amazing. And Graham, speaking of that, so what do you think makes the Otago Regional Rescue Helicopter crews so exceptional in their role and what they do? Look, I think it's the staff that actually makes anything, isn't it? You know, we've got dedicated staff that's really dedicated to the core, not just the pilots. The pilots are very highly skilled and they've, you know, developed, we've developed them over a number of years to be able to go from VFR, which is visual flight rules, looking outside to IFR, which is instrument, and looking solely on the instruments for MBG to winch training and all types of stuff. And, and you know, that's from the piloting point of view to keep everyone's safe going to and from the job but you know the medics are are exceptional people they are very talented very humble people very highly skilled and they're really dedicated to the course they're dedicated for one one reason and one reason only and that's to give care to the patient so how many rescue helicopters do you have in your fleet graham and and how do you station them because you've got a big region to cover right yeah, correct. And um, we've got five in total that are fully dedicated that we have to respond 10 minutes during the day, 20 minutes at night minimum, maximum time to um, to respond to. But we've got three based at Torrey Airport in Mosgill and two based in Queenstown on the airfield in Queenstown. And all those five machines are fully crewed with pilots, winch operators, crewmen, paramedics. And then over and above that, I've got another three that back those ones up to when they're on maintenance. So we've got quite a large fleet. We've got the largest fleet in the New Zealand on one base, which is at Torrey here. So, but we're covering, you know, some of the longest distances of flight in New Zealand. So, you know, we need them. They're busy. Now, operating a rescue helicopter service, Graham, is costly. So where does the majority of the funding come from? majority of funding now comes from the government. There's around that 85%, maybe slightly higher, lower than the balance of it comes from the community. And from the, the likes of the Otago Southland Rescue Helicopter Trust is, is the major supporter, along with the sponsors that actually support that. And that's really important. And without the community funds, that, that's the bit that makes the difference. That's the bit that the government doesn't pay for. That's the bit that we're able to put in extra pieces into the, into the machine. We just don't go and buy everything willy-nilly, but we've got consistency in equipment like monitors and ventilators and syringe drivers and all the equipment that the medics use in the back is consistent right across the fleet. It's very expensive, extremely expensive, and that's what the community makes a difference. An example of that, just lately, we've just put in ultrasound, you know, we're the first to actually have ultrasound in all the helicopters throughout our region. Now it's just very new, just in the last month. So without the community support and the community funding, that wouldn't happen. Now, Suzanne, you're a trustee of the Otago Southland Rescue Helicopter Trust. So what specific aspects of what they do are you passionate about supporting and promoting? I think I'm passionate about the whole operation. And, you know, I just want our community, as I said, you know, I I never really thought about um, the rescue helicopters. You'd see them flying in and flying out and you'd look at the Westpac one on television, but you never really thought about them any further. And, uh, you know, I'd really just like our community with Otago and Southland to to realise that this is our service. It's not the Westpac helicopter service, and not taking anything away from them at all, but this is ours, and it's such an essential service. It's critical. As Graham was saying, you know, they fly some of the longest routes, I guess, throughout the country or, or through the country, you know, so... 
and it's a huge area to cover. When you think of Deep Cove or, gee, anywhere, Glenorchy, all over those places, there's an awful lot of rural areas to get to, and they really do have to fly to some pretty dicey uh, areas at, at, at times. For me, I'm just incredibly proud of it, and I would like all of South Chicago to take it on, you know, to that they own that almost, you know, to, to really be proud of it as I am. Community support is crucial, Suzanne, for the success of organisations. So what kind of support, whether it's financial or sponsorship or volunteer involvement, do you need from the local community to help keep the service going? I think from the community, as Graham was saying, it, it is crucial for the service. And if, if anybody would like to do an event that would raise funds for the service, absolutely get hold of me or or get hold of one of the other trustees but we would love that and through sponsorship as you say it really is to get people on board with it but I think for me personally it's the biggest thing is that so many people don't realize it's our rescue service it's not from a company up up in the North Island it's ours I'm just very proud of it and I just you know want to see it just continue and improve and improve but you know we've got the, the best equipped helicopters of any service. And how lucky are we for that? You know, we're trying to make the the time between retrieval and or pickup from the hospital or, or whatever to be as quick as we possibly can to get the good outcome for the patient that is in that helicopter at the time, to get them to the, to the hospital, whether it's Dunedin or whether it's Christchurch, but get them there in the shortest amount of time for a great I guess, ending for them. So, And Graham, for you, with your experience and dedication to the operations of the Otago South and Rescue Helicopter Trust, what would you like to say to the community? I, I think um, Suzanne just hit it on the head. It's our community. It's, it's our service. It's no one else's. Look, Heliotago owns the machines and the equipment, and that's all fine. But, you know, just going back, you know, when I mentioned the government pay a good percentage of it and the community pick up the balance for it, that is super important. We would not have MBGs here. We would not have IFR. We would not have the helipad structure. We would not have the IFR route. You know, and people wonder, oh, what difference does that make? I can tell you, with the MBG, with the night vision goggles, that made a difference to 50% of the patients that we couldn't get to at night. We can get to them now. With the IFR, what the difference that's made is 20 to 30% of patients that we couldn't get to before, we can get to. And particularly if you're down the Southland, and, um, and the weather's bad before you had to go by road. We're going back a number of years ago, where now we've got these low-level routes, keeps us down out of the freezing level, and the only thing that's really preventing us from coming down there now in the middle of the night or during the day is solid on the ground or a freezing level that's super low, but we've got these very low routes. So, you know, that belongs to the community. It is the community, and that's the reason that we're here for. We're here for only one reason. There's only one reason. Not fly around the flash helicopter as to go and give the care to the patient at the right time and get them to the right destination. Well, Suzanne is living proof of that, right, Suzanne? <laughs> yes, I am. And I tell you, I'm very thankful as, as anybody is that does fly in the helicopters. It really is. It's an amazing service and it's critical. It is. And, you know, I've actually was in a demonstration once many years ago with a rescue helicopter where they winched me down onto a beach. We were doing demonstrations of what they do. And the crew and everybody are just incredible, aren't they? Yep, they really are. And, and, and I have to say one thing, Graham, is that, you know, Graham, with, with his, his choice of staff, it's crucial really to get not only the most skilled people on board, but they also have to work as a team. 
And that's something which has impressed me since I first stepped through, you know, the, the base's door. They're, they're just amazing people. And, yeah, we've got really a lot to thank Graham for. He's an amazing man. Yeah, Graham, look, you, you look, you both do a fantastic job with the trust and the operations of it. And I just want to say thank you so much for everything that you do. And it's just been a real pleasure to chat to you today. Thank you. It's been lovely to chat with you too. You're welcome. On Buzzsprout, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, the outlet, the talk of Queenstown. Thanks for listening to the outlet, your local interview podcast for Queenstown. Now, if you have a story or an interview you think should be featured on the Outlet Podcast, just get in touch by using the contact button on your Queenstown app. The Outlet is produced and published by the Queenstown app and supported with funding from the New Zealand Public Interest Journalism Fund. All episodes of The Outlet are available on the podcast button on your Queenstown app and wherever you get your podcasts.